Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to Peter Davies, who is the founder and owner of EasyClean, the experts in glass and surface protection. Listen as Peter talks us through his journey from discovery to small business venture, the methods of starting your own business, due diligence, the market potential for EasyClean, and what Peter is most proud of in his licensees and the business today. Welcome everyone, my name is Raghu, I'm here with Ellen Rogers from Eden Exchange. Hello everyone. Today we're joined by Peter Davies, who's the founder and director of Easy Clean, a leading surface protection specialist business with licensees across Australia, which has been spreading rapidly across the country. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Peter. Yeah, thank you very much, a pleasure to be here. Look, you, you run an extremely interesting business and it's very unique in the market. So can you tell us a little bit about the story behind the beginnings of Easy Clean and also your professional background or experience that drove you to founding the company? Yeah, well, look, my my background has been mainly in sales and and service-related industries or businesses. As I enjoy, I enjoy meeting and and talking with new people on a daily basis. Uh, I've always enjoyed that. And I've always tried to avoid being trapped uh, in an office or or a factory environment on a day-to-day basis. So yeah, my background's mainly been in that in that sales and service industry. And the Easy Clean concept, well, that came about probably in about 2005. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. As we all know, that's a great place to be sometimes. <laughs> and at that time, I was a sales agent for a shower screen company. And one morning, as I was getting into my car to start my day's work, I was approached by, by a guy who claimed... He had invented and manufactured a do-it-yourself shower glass protective coating. Well, that pricked my ears up because, you know, many people uh, don't like frameless shower screens or glass shower screens because of the cleaning aspect. So I was very interested. So he asked me if I'd be interested in selling it onto, uh, onto my shower screen customers. And, of course, he offered me a reasonable profit margin. So, again, I was still very interested to listen to it. So, you know, after I tested the product and when I was confident it performed as expected, I had to do that before I was going to recommend it to my customers. I, I did. I started to sell the DIY kits to my customers. But what happened was about every second customer wanted me to apply the coating to their glass after the shower screen was installed. So after I sold them a shower screen and then the shower screen was installed, they asked me to come back and actually put the product on for them. They were a little bit uncomfortable with the DIY prospect and, and preferred someone with a bit of experience, which I really didn't have at the time, but I, I learned very quickly. So that was 2005. So it wasn't really that long after that, my customers were starting to tell their family and friends about the glass coating that was really very easy and very quick to clean. I can tell you um, just, a, just a quick funny story about what happened when I started to apply it to uh, to the customer's shower screens. I was on a site one day and, and the lady had asked me to put it on. I, I was very happy to do so. And she had a bath at the end of her, her shower cubicle. So she just said, Pete, can you just hang on starting for a minute? And I said, yeah, that's okay. So she came back with two cushions and a glass of champagne. Not two glasses, just one. All right. And she actually, she put the cushions in the bath. She hopped in the bath, lay down with her glass of champagne, fully clothed. Good to hear. <laughs> and, yeah, and 
And she said, I just want to really see how you do this. She said, I've heard about this from all my friends. I'm amazed. Well, she just lay in the bath for half an hour drinking her champagne, watching me put the coating on the glass. I've just never forgotten that. I thought it was a, it was a very funny way to, uh, to make a dollar on that day. Um, but, look, I, I was making more money selling and applying the glass coating than I was making selling shower screens, and I was probably doing it in half the time. Yeah. So, you know, for me, that was really – that was the birth or, or the bubble where this concept came to mind that – People really want this service. Um, all we had to do was get out there and market it and brand it. So that's how we, that's how we started. Yeah, yep. fantastic. And look, after you started, look, can you tell us a little bit how you got EasyClean to where it is today? Because often, um, you know, that, that story when you someone's starting something off to get it to a recognisable brand has some twists and turns to it. Can you delve into a little bit of how, how you got it to where it is now? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Basically, the Easy Clean Licence concept got it to where it is today. What I recognised very quickly was that nobody really knew that this service was available. And as soon as they did know, they wanted it. Hmm. It wasn't a matter of price or that was never an issue. It was, yes, I, I, I want to have a shower screen that's easy to clean. I know I don't want to spend all my time in, in, in my shower cubicle. Now, the problem was I was only one person um, and I knew the demand was going to be huge. So I, I went through a few different, um, I, I guess, processes to how I could grow this and how I could take care of the demand. I thought of employing people. I didn't last long on that thought pattern. I, that, that frightened me to have uh, a lot of employees running around doing this and, uh, and, and the issues that that might create. I had a look at a franchising model. I thought maybe this is a good franchise. Um, I looked at that and that was very, very onerous on the franchisor and the franchisee. It, it just didn't seem to uh, lend itself to the way I like to, to do business. I like to be a little more um, auto, uh, have, have the freedoms to make my own decisions and you know, build my business at my pace and my style. So uh, I came up with the licensing model. And the licensing model was the way to grow the business and allow other people to participate and share in the rewards and, and the profits, if you like. So the way we grew it was exactly that. We, we started a little bit slowly. We started the licensing model, I think it was around about 2010, 2011. And within about four or five years, you know, we were up to around 20 plus licensees and today we're over, over 30. And interestingly... Uh, those first licensees that, that came on board with me, they, they, they saw it for what it is, and they're still with me. You know, seven, eight years down the track, those licensees are still there uh, enjoying what they're doing and, and, and making some good money. So that's how we grew the business. It was the only way to, to do it. And uh, when you have licensees that have little exclusive pockets all around Australia, uh, they're branding it just in their exclusive area. It becomes very cost-effective than trying to do enormous national branding. So each licensee is running their own little mini business in an exclusive territory, uh, and that tends to lend itself to, to real community branding. Okay. So you've said that it's grown substantially over the years. Do you find that that was mostly through your own drive to seek to make it work, make it bigger? to cope with the demand or do you think that was something that you that only worked because you had Danny with you and you had someone to support you all the way through to making it what it is today? 
I definitely think you need support. Um, I think anybody going into business, um, to have the support of your partner or your family, I think, is, is crucial. So I've been lucky to have that support. But more importantly, we've chosen the right people too to come on board with us in Easy Clean. So we all support each other. The licensees support each other. I support them. They support each other. And it's a family. We, we actually call it the Easy Clean family. So there's just this general big circle of support. So I agree with you. Support's very important. And I couldn't have driven it without uh, the support of all those people I just mentioned. Right. Look, and just to take a step back um, about the Easy Clean business, what is Easy Clean and how is it different from anything out in the market compared to your competitors? So what do you think is making it now an attractive licensing opportunity? And can you also talk about the, you know, why you're not going down the franchising route or you never did? Well, okay, I'll... I'll... First of all, Easy Clean is, is the brand name, yeah. is what we're branding. Because when we finish putting our coatings on, the surface is actually easier to clean. So we, we believe um, our, our brand name is fantastic and it's, 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 uh, it's trademarked. So what it is, it's, it's a hydrophobic coating, which hydrophobic means fear of water. So it's, it's, it's a coating that um, we put on, on, on a surface, particularly glass, that repels water, dirt and oils and things like that away from the coated surface. And in fact, the surface becomes about 90% easier and quicker to clean and maintain for the customer. So, so Easy Clean applies the hydrophobic coatings. As a, as a commercial uh, application, it, it's ideal for hotels, motels, bath, you know, the bathrooms in hotels, motels. Glass pool fencing and glass pool fencing companies, shower screen manufacturers and installers. It's, look, anywhere there's glass and tiles, Easy Clean can be applied. So, in fact, you know, we've got what's our population out of a couple of days ago is now 25 million. That probably equates to over 10 million households. Yeah, okay. Well, that's our, that's our market. And to answer your question about us being a little bit different, where we're different from our competitors is that we're the only company that uh, applies hydrophobic nanoglass coating that, that is patented in many countries around the world. So, you know, when you patent a product, it means that you can verify and substantiate your claims. So it's the real deal. And now we're the only hydrophobic coating that has patents. So that says a lot about our product. And one of the other main differences between us and and our competitors is that we're the only company in Australia that could offer a, a genuine written lifetime guarantee. So I believe that these outstanding differences enable us to compete very favourably in our market sector. And as such, it, it just adds enormous advantage for our licensees when they're selling the benefits of our service to their customers. Now, if it was a, I guess I'm not rubbishing franchising, I think there's some wonderful franchises out there, but when you're in a franchising model, you really have to follow the systems. And systems can be good, but you can't move out of the system. You have to buy what they say, tell you to buy. You have to report. You're paying fees for this and that all the way. With the licensing model, it's a very, it's a very user-friendly model. So you have the freedom to run your business. You run your business at your own pace, at your own leisure, with your own input. And we're there to hold your hand, provide advice and service and help you grow your business. 
we don't tell you how to grow your business and we're not there every day looking over your books. We don't know what you earn. All we do is be there for support. So we create an exclusive territory for you that is part of our licensing agreement. We guarantee that no one else will market in that area. So you've got the freedom to operate your own business at your own pace in your own area. And that's a little, that's the difference basically between franchising and what we offer. There's other technical terms too that I won't go into now, but it's, it's just much more user-friendly. And you mentioned before the type of person who purchases the license or runs the license. Is it a full-time business or can it be a part-time commitment? No, it doesn't have to be a full-time commitment. I'll just quickly give you an example of that. I explain you know, the type of person that seems to that is attracted to this. To give an example, we have housewives that do this now. My, my very first licensee from eight years ago was a husband and wife team, and Joanne, her, her reasoning was that she wanted something to do, but she also wanted to be able to, she had young children, still in primary school, and she wanted to be able to drive them to school. She wanted to be able to pick them up after school. And she was caring for her elderly grandmother and she wanted to be able to take her to lunch every Tuesday and she wanted those choices. So this was ideal for her. She could start when she wanted, she could finish when she wanted, she could do it part-time or she drove it at her own pace. And she's still with me today. Now, her husband, he was in, he had his own business that had a little bit of synergy with what we were doing with Easy Clean. Uh, he was in bathrooms all day putting silicon down, he had a corking business. So he, he was talking to his clients and recommending, why don't you put this on your glass? Why don't you put this on your tile? So they had a great little a great little business going there. As I say, they're still going today. So the people that are attracted to this are, are sort of in, in that same in that same vein, if you like. Uh, probably with without exception, everybody that's come on board has said to me that their main reason for looking at this opportunity is for work-lifestyle balance. Now, I know we've all heard that before. Everybody wants it. But people actually told me this was the main reason they're looking at a business opportunity. Now, income came into it, absolutely, but it came second every time. It was never number one. So we've had people come out of very high corporate positions, uh, earning extremely uh, big money, that have come into this for those reasons. We've had people come from trade backgrounds. As well. So, Peter, who, who are your customers? Who are Easy Things customers? And how has your market segmentation changed over the years? Look, our, our customer, it's a very easy question to answer. Our, our customers are it's your next-door neighbour. It's your neighbour down the street. It's your neighbour around the corner in the next suburb. It, our customer is every household in Australia. Every house that I'm aware of has at least one bathroom or a shower. Most have two these days. So our customer base is it's, it's every household in Australia. Now that, that's an enormous customer base. We, we could never, ever get to every household in Australia. But if you can convert 1% in your territory into a customer, you will make exceptional money. And we can talk more about that next interview process. So our customers are predominantly every household, but there's also a big commercial world out there too. It's a little bit more difficult to penetrate. 
But over the last three or four years, we're being recognised more and more in the commercial sector as the go-to product. Every term. Most commercial entities will, will do due diligence before they'll go ahead and award a contract. And where we come out on top there is when they do do their due diligence and compare us to the rest, uh, we stack up, again, with our patents, with our lifetime warranty and our national footprint and our service philosophy. So moving forward, commercial is very exciting. Uh, you know, we talk high-rise buildings, we're talking hospitals, we're talking hotels, motels. It just doesn't end. Everywhere has glass. Glass is our core business. So if we think where's our marketplace, just think where the glass is. Think who are the people that install the glass. There's our marketplace. So, it, yeah, it's huge. The marketplace is huge. Uh, it, it'll never dissipate. Uh, it'll only grow. Um, one of our one of our uh, greatest assets is that we we have the ability to restore old glass. So, for instance, if there was ten million square meters of new glass coming to Australia every year, there's ninety million square meters of existing glass. Now we can also enter that marketplace. We have the ability to restore damaged glass that, that's either water stained or mineral stained or lime scale on it. We can restore it without showing any imperfections in that glass. So we can bring it back to almost new again and then treat it with our, our hydrofibric coating. So that that's another marketplace again. It's not just new glass. We can treat all the existing glass too. So yeah, our marketplace is, is just, uh, it, it's big, it's, it's huge. That should never be an issue if, uh, you know, the question is, well, where's my marketplace? Well, well that's where it is. It's everywhere. Yeah. All you really have to do is look at the horizon and up in the sky to see the market. Every window washer up there cleaning the skyscrapers would love your product. Oh, you're absolutely right. We're, uh, we're talking to, to some companies at the moment that uh, operate in, in 50, 60, 100 buildings in, 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 the, in the capital cities that uh, see it as a great value add to their, to their uh, high access window cleaning and, and abseiling businesses. So uh, you know that that that's a skilled market. That's that's maybe not for you know for our on the grain in situ applicators, but uh, we certainly would be interested in talking to people who have some ideas in that arena because that that is a big big marketplace. You're quite quite correct. All right, excellent. So that was a very good question and a good answer. And you mentioned the um, you know the this you know the the relative freedom people have when they get the license. But what type of training and support? do they get during the process? Okay, well, the, the training is is very straightforward. As I say, we've got housewives. So you don't need a trade background. You don't need a, a professional background. The training is run over two or three days. We do it on site. We, we, we can do it in, in the licensee's home or we can do it on site for a, for a client's job or, or whatever. But the training is it's very, it's very simple, but it's very thorough. Um, now, we also are there for support to go on site with our licensees in the early days just to hold their hand if they're a little bit unsure about a few of the things they learnt during the training process. So we're, we're holding hands in the whole, the whole journey, basically. As I said, it's the easy, clean family. And, and that's how we treat, we treat our business. It's like a big family. So the support, and one of the things I'm most proud of, I think, is 
each time before a new licensee comes on board, we, we ask them to talk to a few of our existing licensees just to get a, a, another slant on the business, get it from get it from their angle because they're actually out there doing it. And, and probably one of the one of the things that gets said ninety nine percent of the time is that they are very very pleased and happy about the support they get from head office. So we're proud of that. We, we're there continually to offer support to our guys. Okay, so we addressed before that Easy Clean has grown quite a bit in the last financial year alone. What exactly is your growth strategy for Easy Clean? And do you see yourself becoming international anytime soon, say taking on the Australasian market? No, I, I don't. The way that we've structured this is we've taken on the Australian distribution rights for the hydrophobic coating that we use in our applications. Now, the company that that actually manufactures that product has licensees all around the world, I think in about 30-odd countries. So our product is used all around the world. It's used on US Navy vessels. It's on every Humvee in the Middle East on their windscreens. We've just completed doing the the Sydney 2000 ship on uh, Sydney Harbour. So our expansion can only go as far as where we hold our distribution rights, and that is just Australia, unfortunately. But, you know, we have affiliations and we can talk to all the other licensees around the world and share share our wins, our losses, our stories. So that all comes back into the Easy Clean family pool. So in a way, we're international, but we're just, we trade under different names with different people. Well, the, the Aussie market is still big and substantial there. So in terms of the Aussie market itself, uh, are any particular areas or regions you're focusing on? Well, we're a national brand, so we're, we're always thinking national. Um, our, our rollout in Victoria in particular has been very successful. We only have maybe two, two opportunities left in Victoria. Uh, probably at the moment we're concentrating a little more in New South Wales than anywhere else. Queensland's almost gone. Uh, there's only a, you know four or five opportunities there. We think on a national basis uh, as far as where we're concentrating. So we're looking at that all the time on a continual basis. Uh, and look, yeah, we're, you're right. We are. We're, we've grown very quickly over the last couple of years, and you know we're almost halfway now to our anticipated full rollout. I would expect by the end of 2020 we should have a full rollout on a national basis, and. And that'll give us maybe around about 70-odd exclusive territories on, on a national footprint. Now, that gives us a big leg in when we're talking to national commercial companies or national businesses. They really prefer to deal with a company that can service a national footprint. So even though we're in every state now, we can still grow further into each state. So we're about halfway into our full rollout. All right. Now... So what is Clean's next step in its development in order to get to that growth target? Our biggest challenge is brand awareness. So part of our continual development process is always creating brand awareness. We're always looking for ways we can improve our service offerings. You know, we're always doing constant research, looking for opportunities that may have a profitable synergy with our licensing model. So we're always looking at some other things we can bring into the model that will value add the license, both future licenses and existing licenses. And I can give you a, a quick instance of that. We not so long ago, an exclusive application deal on a, on a national basis 
with a, a company that makes a coating, a, a water-based penetrating sealer for stone. So when I say stone, I'm talking about natural stone and man-made stone that, that may be around swimming pools or balconies or driveways or patios. So it's a very high-end product. It's very cost-effective, and I've secured for our licensees a, an exclusive application deal on, on a national basis. So all the inquiries that would go to the website of the sealer manufacturer come to us, and we advertise also and market that we can do those things. So there's a little extra thing that we brought into to the mix after we originally started our model. Uh, that came in maybe three or four years later. And there may be other things out there that, that we can bring in that we don't even know about yet, but we're constantly looking and, and, and researching all the time. So, it, it, and another big thing is identifying the right people. It's, it's bringing the right people on board that um, that help you create that brand awareness uh, quicker, uh, better, uh, smarter. So, very important to have the right people with us too to uh, to help us create that brand awareness. Okay, so talking about looking. What, what trends are you seeing in the, your sector at the moment in Australia? Is there anything that's quite relevant to your business model? Uh, yeah, I think there is. Uh, besides brand awareness, again, just on brand awareness, once people know about this service, they tend to want to do it. And I think what I see now in the industry is uh, people are now starting to embrace the term building green or environmental awareness or enviro-friendly. They're terms that we hear all the time now, you know, through advertising mediums and so on. And I think in general, you know, the population's really starting to become environmentally aware and uh, participating. So, you know, we're ready to capitalise on that trend. There's, all our products are classed as enviro-friendly. In fact, we're a member of the Green Building Council of Australia. So, yeah, I, I think that's a trend. I, I think it'll be a part of our marketing strategies in that enviro-friendly marketplace. There's a lot of building sites and projects that you you can't get on anymore or you can't proceed to provide a service unless you have those types of products in your portfolio. So in that respect, we're, we're well-placed to, to you know, pro, you know, provide a service into that marketplace. In fact, we have one product that's um, specified by the Melbourne City Council as the only thing they will use because it's drain safe. Uh, it won't cause any, any damage by going down the drains. And that product is an organic acid that we have uh, available. So they're just some of the things that we, we keep up with. And I, I, think, I think building green and environmental awareness, I think is a trend. I think it's going to become a major part of decision-making that uh, you need to comply with that. And we're, as I said, we're well-placed. Okay. Well, you know there is a stigma at the moment in regards to going carbon neutral and environmentally free. There's this idea that it's actually quite expensive for small business owners and more, like business models like yourself to operate on as environmentally friendly as you do. Can you break down for us the costs of running one of your licensed businesses? Is that... Is the stigma correct in this field or is it? No, it doesn't apply to us in general. We're very labour focused. We provide a service that's that's basically 90% labour and 10% product. As I've just mentioned, all, all our products are enviro-friendly anyway. So we don't fall into that category where it's going to cost us more to operate. 
having said that, our product does comply with reducing your carbon footprint. So in the commercial arena, it's specified now sometimes at the start of projects by the architects and so on, that you must be able to show that you're using uh, five or six star type products to reduce the environmental impact of a project. And you get awarded carbon offsets for that type of work. Now, we're part of that. Our product is recognised as, as a carbon Look, it's a complicated thing to go into, I guess, with our conversation now, but our product is recognised for that internationally, all around the world, as a product that we can use and does actually come under those terms where, where you can offset your carbon footprint by using our products. So that's another great asset too. Yeah, fantastic. Look, there's obviously a lot of you know growth and development that's occurred with the company. What are you most proud of at EasyClean? And on the other hand, you know, what have been the biggest obstacles to get EasyClean to where it is today? Well, that's, that's a really good question. Look, I mentioned a little bit earlier that we're extremely proud of support we often provide to our licensees. We're extremely proud that our licensees are still with us after eight years. You know, I guess in, in this type of franchising business, the average franchisee may somewhere between four and five years and most move on or turn over or whatever. So I think we've got some great runs on the board with our licensees staying on board, as I say, up to eight years. And, and they come from all walks of life, as I mentioned before. So that's something to be proud of. I believe that we're the number one go-to company now for hydrophobic coatings in the domestic marketplace. Very proud of that. That's been a joint effort uh, with a lot of work into that on our, in our national uh, marketing platform and advertising platform. But our licensees have been out there too doing their bit in each of their territories. So, again, we're, we're very proud of that. Yeah, that probably sums it up really. You know, we're just we're proud of our licensees. We're proud of the people that are around us, and just every day is a joy. Beautiful. Well, then, I mean, when you're mentioning the sustainability of the licensees, and also you know, people have been pretty sticky. That's quite an achievement to have people on there for eight years uh, uh, to to be so you know, true believers, sticking to the business. So they're obviously getting um, a lot out of it. So when you There'll be people listening to this who may be thinking about the opportunity and what they can do and gain from it. Do you have any advice for them, for someone looking to join the EasyClean team and become a licensee? Uh, yeah, I guess um, I would say just as a bit of a our licensees generate probably about 90% of their income from on-site surface restoration and protection. Yeah. And it's important to know the, the expenses of running a business like ours it varies, of course, from person to person. But the profit margin after your product purchases is somewhere between probably seventy and eighty percent. So that, that that's a great motivation. But I guess our business model, like most business models, is it's designed to create wealth. You know, however, the model only means uh, it's the only it's it's only the means and the guide to achieve that wealth. The licensee still needs to be motivated and they've got to want to achieve that wealth and it's not always easy. Uh, you know, in fact, it can probably be quite difficult at times. So, you know, you must be prepared to put in the effort and if you do that, you will generally succeed. You know, and people who enjoy meeting other people and like to help people, they're the sort of people that tend to succeed in this or people who are motivated and want to take control of their own destiny. 
a little bit of sales experience as an advantage, but but it's certainly not necessary. So that's some of the advice I would give people is you've still got to put an effort in. It's not There's no business that you can just sit back and the money rolls in. You've got to participate. So the more effort you put in, the more rewards you get. That's my advice. Okay, so based on your own experience in the beginning when you were developing EasyClean, do you have any key advice for anyone who's possibly trying to follow your journey, knows of a good business idea and is just thinking about whether they want to make it bigger or just leave it be? Is Is there one true advice that you've had over these years that's worked well for you? I think it would be, uh, it's the same advice I'd probably give to anybody looking at buying or starting their own business, uh, especially a new business. You know, your due diligence, you must, you must do your due diligence. Uh, ask lots and lots of questions. There's no such thing as a silly question. If you're not sure about something that's in an agreement or, or that's been part of a conversation, ask again. Make sure you're clear before you make these decisions. It's a big step for most people. So you really should know as much as you can about the opportunity that you're looking at. Another important thing is if you have a partner, make sure your partner is involved in the process. We talked a little bit earlier about how important it is to have your partner support uh, moving forward and back up and things like that. So when you're considering coming into a business or running a business, that's also very, very important. There's people out there that are single that, that, that may not have that issue, but uh, certainly if, if you have a partner, get your partner involved, that, that's very important. Uh, and again, just due diligence, very important. But I really appreciate it. If I spend an hour or two hours on the phone with a potential licensee answering questions, I feel really good about that licensee. If it's only a 10-minute conversation, we normally don't go too much further down the track, to be honest, probably nine times out of ten. So the more questions they'll ask, the more I learn about them and the more they understand about the business. Beautiful. So, I mean, in terms of your process, for anyone interested, what are the next steps in reaching out to you and what's your process of getting that person on board or introducing them after you've had that initial discussion? Well, that runs very smoothly from there. It's, it's not a rushed process. We take our time. We have, uh, we have a marketing manager that deals with potential inquiries from the start. That's a slow process. Uh, We learn a little bit about each other. We do it in stages. So we need need a potential licensee to be comfortable at each stage that they go through. Uh, What we don't want to do is just put it all on the table and say, here it is, read through that. Do you want to do it or don't you? We get to know our applicants. We get to know a little bit more about them without being intrusive and they get to know as much as they want about us. We're very transparent. So the process goes slowly. They get to talk to other licensees to to help them maybe understand some of the on-site questions from guys that are out there doing it and girls that are out there doing it. So, again, it's a slow process. Now, when they're confident and they're, they're satisfied with all those answers, it's not until then that we even really start to talk about the money. We certainly let them know at the very start that there's an investment involved and can you can you do that? I think that's the fair thing to do and not bring it, uh, bring it out at the end. There's no more uh, hidden charges. It's uh, what we say is what we say. That's all there is to it. Uh, yeah, so it's a pretty straightforward process. We like them to get, again, uh, some 
legal and, and maybe some accounting advice before they make a decision. I tend to insist on it. I think that's very important that, that you show it to some, to show the agreement or talk to somebody else that's already in business. So we ask that they do that. Uh, so so we the process is very similar to most people coming on board in a new business, except we don't rush it. We, You know, sometimes it can take up to two months. I've had a few that have gone through in three or four weeks, but nothing any quicker than that. So some have taken six months. Great, fantastic. Look, we do encourage anyone listening interested in the opportunity to head towards the Easy Clean website and put down an application to get the ball rolling to introduce yourself to the company and see if there's a fit there. You'll also have some options near this podcast to submit your details and one of the team will be in touch with you very quickly. So we encourage you to do that and um, get your journey started with EasyClean uh, because uh, you know, we've had the pleasure of attending some of their events and there is a happy group of licensees there that are all you know, doing well in their, in their respective professions. So it's been a real pleasure talking to you today, Peter. We'd love to have you again for an update to explain again how the progress of your expansion with EasyClean continues. I look forward to that and, and thank you very much and, and we look forward to welcoming uh, any future licensees to the Easy Clean family. Thank you very much. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Peter Davies, founder and owner of Easy Clean. For more information or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to the series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling and investing world. Thanks for listening.